Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, December 3rd. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski. Truman? How's it going, guys? Johnny? Great to be here. Johnny's fresh off of the Steelers game. Um, he went this weekend, Browns-Steelers. Pretty heated atmosphere, but, uh, you know, it's a good result for you. It was a very good win. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But before that, we're just going to go week like we do every every show. Or uh, do you want to start off? You want to do football first? Or do you want to go baseball or basketball first? Uh, get the baseball and basketball out of the way. All right, let's do baseball then. Josh Hader is the big story right now on the MLB trade rumor mill. Um, Brewers, they got a lot of money to spend this season. They were supposed to be the big spenders. So far, they lost Grandall. They got outbid by him, and they lost Mustakis. Now there's rumors that they're rumored to be trading Josh Hader. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure what thought process is behind there. I just want to get your take on where do you think the Brewers are headed and why they're headed down this direction. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, we don't know the plan, what they're doing. I really wanted them to at least keep one of the two of Mustakis and Grandall. That did not happen, obviously. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, what they have in store. Uh, the Hader rumors, I don't know how much that I believe. Um, you know, I think it'll come down to it just being, if someone offers a huge price for him, you know, why not? Uh, but right now, I don't know how much I believe all that. But as far as Moustakis goes, that's the one I was really disappointed in. Uh, but he did get a large contract for an older player. He's going to play second base for the Reds. Uh, so I don't know if the Brewers really wanted to dip into that contract. Uh, but Grandol, I was a little pissed. They could have done that. They have a lot of money, um, but I don't know if they're saving up for, you know, a quality starting pitcher or, you know, another bullpen piece. Uh, but they should have a plan here soon, and we should know what that plan is within the next couple weeks. Uh, but right now I'm a little bit questioning what David Stearns has in store for the Brewers. But at the same time, I trust in the process. I trust in the plans. And then going back to your hater rumors, I just don't believe that right now. Um, I know those rumors, but I think it will be have to be a huge asking price for him to be out of Milwaukee. Right now, the rumor is on the, that the Mets are very interested in Josh Hader. Obviously, you know, he's one of the best bullpen arms in the league. He's young. He has a little bit of control left. Uh, but he is going to cost a lot in a couple of years. And the way the Brewers have used him the last couple of seasons, it seems that his velocity will go down just because he's been pretty much the workhorse of that bullpen. As you, as you would expect of somebody like Josh Hader and because, you know, frankly, Brewers just didn't have – really don't have anybody in that bullpen that's up to the talent level of Hader. So you, if you have a lead in the seventh, you're going to give the ball to Josh Hader just because he's going to dominate. Um, but just because of that, you know, the velocity's probably going to go down. He's going to have to be paid a lot. So it seems like trading him wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for you guys. But the only thing that confuses me is the team is supposed to be in a spot right now where they're competing. The window's open right now. At this point, it's not about trading for prospects, and it's not about waiting three, four years down the line. It's about doing everything you can right now to win and to win, you know, at all costs. And, you know, we've seen teams do that, you know, where you just, you know, you throw everything at it. You got about two, three years, and then the window closes, and you're back to sort of the rebuilding. Yeah, but phase. I really don't really understand how that goes to tie into what, you know, the rumors have been and stuff like that. I'm, I wanted Moustakis back, but... I'm completely fine with them not dipping a four-year, $64 million contract into somebody who batted 260 last year and is entering the latter part of his career. I like Moustakis a lot, but that really wasn't the greatest contract, in my opinion, for the Reds. 
Um, Grandal, I'll agree with you. They they probably should have dipped into that and they should have got him back. But you know we'll see. They do have a nice young prospect, Jacob Nottingham, to be their future catcher. So we'll see. And then the hitter, I just I would have to see it first before I make any comment about it. But I just think it's going to have to be a huge asset price, not just for prospects, for but for immediate players. Um, I think for the Brewers to move on from hitter. Uh, so I just that whole like direction thing. The Brewers know what they're doing. They know they have a top three baseball player in the world right now, Christian Yelich. Uh, but, you know, they just have to have a plan, and we're going to see within the next two weeks. I mean, no moves have not been made yet, and the Brewers are still very much in the running for some top guys in the market. Go to the Pirates, Johnny. Rumors right now is they're interested in trading Sterling Marte. Obviously, that makes more sense than I think the hater deal makes because Marte's, you know, I think he's got two or three more years left to control. And, you know, Pirates rebuilding stage, cleaning house stage right now. Uh, where are you at there? You want Marte? Would you like to be traded? doesn't trade? really make a difference. Like, they're, like, so far down the chain. It doesn't really matter. Also, I don't know if we mentioned this. Their new manager, Derek Shelton. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. Where is he from? Twins. Ben Twins. Twins. Okay. Twins have been a lot of their coaches, from what I've heard, have been getting pulled out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twins had a good year, so I'm sure that's a good sign. Said to have a good baseball mind. We'll see about that. You got the new GM. The issues. The new GM from Boston, right? Or he was Boston's GM. Yeah, Ben Cher. What's it? Ben Cherington. Is that you said? Chairman. Cherington. It's C H E R. Yeah, he was with the Blue Jays two years or this these last couple of years. But I know he was the Boston's GM during the World Series. I mean, we'll see. It's the Pirates, so. Yeah. Pretty low on them. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll see that. I mean, they got, I mean, they finally made some changes. I think it's going to take a couple of years to see what how these moves play out. But mm-hmm. I think it was a time for change with Clint Hurdle and yeah. just all around swap. So definitely, I'd say so. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have for baseball because, like I said, the rumor mill is starting to churn a little bit. Not much has happened yet. Uh, you know, I know Profar was traded to the Padres today. You know, that's kind of the only moves we had. Moustakas, you know, and Grandal are really the only two big free agents that have signed so far. So we're still waiting to see, you know, if this MLB trade mar- or free agent market is going to pick up. It hasn't the last two years. It seems like we've been always waiting for, you know, it to heat up and you get, you know, multiple moves in multiple days. But the last couple of years, you know, like we've talked about, it just hasn't been as fast moving and as fast paced as people want. And it's nothing like NBA or NFL free agency where as soon as it opens, you know, the big names are off the board in under, you know, a week, even a couple of days. And, you know, MLB is just taking a lot of time lately. But once the winter meetings happen here in, I think, about a week or so, we should get some more moves and more rumors. And then definitely, hopefully, we get some more free agents signed. Uh, because one baseball offseason, the last couple of years, it's just been slow as hell. And, you know, it takes, like, Bryce Harper didn't sign until the very last minute last year. And then, you know, there's always a bunch of big names still out there on the free agent market once the season rolls around. But that's pretty much all we have for baseball. Going on to basketball now, really the only thing we have there is Carmelo Anthony. He won. Western Conference Player of the Week, which even in its own right, I know I'm a Carmelo Anthony fan, and I know you know I would love to talk about him for a whole show. But what he's done the past two past two weeks, last week especially, is almost unprecedented in sports. I mean, the guy took over a year off, basically just did nothing for over a year. He had no workouts, had no tryouts, had nothing, and then he gets signed by the Blazers, 
And he comes in, and most people weren't expecting him to do much. Most people were expecting him to come off the bench. And now he's thrusted in that starting role. He started every game that they've been. And now they're on a three-game winning streak. He's been lighting up the stat sheet the last couple weeks, scoring in the 20s multiple games, getting his rebounds, increasing his efficiency and shooting range. I mean, I know Tuesday before Thanksgiving, he shot. He had the highest field goal percentage of his career. Uh which is absolutely insane. And then now this week he comes and he wins Western Conference Player of the Week, and he hasn't won Player of the Week since 2014. So it's been a very long time. And now, you know, coming off a year, and then it takes two weeks, and next thing you know, he wins Player of the Week, which even it's all right. I know you guys like to hate on Carl Anthony. That's impressive. No, I mean, I, I'll, be, I'll admit he's had a good week. Um, I don't know if he should have got it over Luca after what Luca's done. Um, but, I mean... He's had a good week. He's a good player. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player, uh, as so he should be putting up these type of numbers. Uh, but um, it's it, I, everyone's saying it should be Luca. It should be Harden. But at the same time, yeah, they've been great. But it's the circumstances surrounding it. Well, okay, Anthony was, literally took a won, year off. He won Western Conference Player of the Week. That's not anything. It's impressive. I mean, Giannis won player, Eastern player. Cup. Yeah, but Giannis has been playing the last year. Yeah, Melo took a year off. Everybody thought he was washed and done with. It's not something to about. It is something when your guy took a year off, was basically pushed out of the league. Nobody I do wanted. This every week then. Yeah, because yeah, it's different though with Giannis. It's not. It's different with Carmelo Anthony because Carmelo Anthony isn't the MVP. Uh, you know, the guy who everybody expects to win, you know, player of the week every week. Nobody expecting this from him. Nobody expected the kind of stats he's putting up. You know, people thought he'd just come off the bench. People thought he would just take a role and be cut in a week or two because he, people would think he sucks. But he's proven every single person wrong these last couple of weeks, and he's just continuing to get better and better. And he's looking like him old, his old self the last couple of weeks. And right now... I see nothing to argument, argue the case that he's washed up and that he's done and that he's not going to continue to get better as every game goes. And I'm not sure where his ceiling's at because I thought his ceiling was, you know, just a bench role player, get a couple points, you know, 10 points at best. But he's proven me wrong, and I think he's going to continue to prove everybody wrong as the weeks go. That's it, though, for basketball. Like I said, nothing much in that area right now. We're still waiting on... You know, a bunch of other things to go. We're going to do a couple standing updates, I think, on Thursday. We're going to revisit that. You know, Johnny's Lakers have been playing really well lately. Uh, but it is football season, so we got to talk about Bucks that. Bucks are 17-3. That's great. Bootenholzer's teams really do well in the regular season and struggle in the playoffs. But let's move on now. And I do the other one. The bu- I'm getting... Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit after. Uh, let's move on now to NFL. Sorry, Johnny's confusing us a little bit. Let's go to week 13, Monday night. You guys know the drill. We are recording this, so we do not have any sort of update on this game tonight with the Vikings and the Seahawks. We're both, me and Truman right now, are big Seahawks fans. Uh, because if the Vikings lose, you know, obviously they're close with us with the division, so that would be huge for us in that aspect. Now, as far as the game goes tonight, though, we cannot report on it because we're recording this before the game, 6 o'clock before the game. So that's a little thing on that. That's why, if you're wondering why we aren't talking about that. But let's go to Thanksgiving. We didn't talk about Thanksgiving. All four of us, Truman, Brian, me, Failed the touchdown challenge. We're going to go through all three games. But, yeah, all four of us failed. Both Scarborough didn't score. 
Zeke Elliott didn't score, Michael Thomas didn't score, Mark Cooper did not score, which is crazy to me. Uh, but that's the touchdown challenge. That's how it rolls. So let's go to Thursday's game. Let's go to Thanksgiving. You got Bears and Lions. David Blau starting his first NFL game for the Lions. They ended up losing 24-20. to But overall, I think David Blau impressed me a lot. I mean, you can read his stats real quick. He went 22 for 38, 280 yards, two touchdowns, and only one pick. A pretty good game for David Blau, especially coming in. I think he was the lowest-rated quarterback on Madden. You know, a lot of, not a lot of people thought much of him, uh, but he put good performance. But in the, in the end, the Bears ended up winning. Trubisky didn't look terrible, but again, it's the Lions. Yeah, I think um, you know, just it's annoying because now people think the Bears are back and all that crap, but they just beat the crappy Lions at home with the third-string quarterback. Uh, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about the game really because. Neither team did anything for me. I will say I agree with Travis on David Blau. He impressed me. He was really composed for being his first start. Um, looked like he moved around a lot, made some really good throws. Did not look like a rookie court or like look like a first first start quarterback. Um, but I was impressed. Uh, you know, Lions. They're just they should just shut Stafford down for the rest of the season if they're smart. And Bears. I guess if they have any chance, they just got to keep winning. But uh, we'll see. Um, but you know. Crappy game, I'd say, all around. Yeah, it was a bad game. Um, but, yeah, David Blau impressed Driscoll's impressed me. Blau's impressed me. And then they signed Kyle Sloter off of the Vikings pra- or Cardinals practice squad, I think. Uh, you know, He was somebody fan favorite. Everybody kind of likes Kyle Sloter. He lights it up in the preseason. So maybe we'll get a chance to see him play, which would be kind of cool. And, you know, we'll see where it goes here. Obviously, the Lions are still dumpster fire. John, you trust the Bears? you think the Bears are going to do anything this season? No, I don't trust him at all. But I, I will say Trubisky looked better on Thursday. I thought he played it a lot better than he normally – or what he's – I don't know how to say it, how he typically has been playing. But I think uh, – no, I would not trust him at all. You wouldn't trust I mean, him? They, I mean, that's like one out anyway. I don't think, I don't yeah. I know their whole situation behind that, how they get in the playoffs. And what are they right now? They're 6-6. Six and six. Yes, 500. Um – they yeah, no. They got to beat out the Rams. They got to beat out the Vikings. And they got to beat out the Seahawks. Trubisky looks better. Trubisky looked better. I'll give him that. Again, the same. Interesting two takes is I know two Bears fans, and they both say Trubisky's not the issue. That's Brian Leonard. Brian Leonard. I, I just is it Nagy then? I don't know. It's just I'm just the two people I know that watch the Bears every week. Yeah. Brian and Dimitri. They both say Trubisky's not the issue. They got to I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting that. Two people, I say, and even I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird, weird take. Who they got the next week? They play the Cowboys this week on Thursday night. I don't know if it's their offensive line. I don't really watch the Bears, so I don't really. Their know. offensive line's below average. Brian Clemens is the worst in the NFL. I don't. No, I don't believe that. that. Yeah, it's just. Has the, Brian ever been on the podcast? Yeah, Brian's been on the podcast oh, okay. a couple times. So we'll see where the Bears go from here. Uh, Bills Cowboys. Bills sort of woke America up on Thursday. They won 26-15. Absolutely shut down the Cowboys. Josh Allen looked good. The defense looked great. And the team just looked like a playoff team from top to bottom. Meanwhile, you got the Cowboys and the Eagles basically fighting over, you know, whoever gets to hold that trash heap of a title of NFC East champions. As you go from it, though, Cowboys, they have not beaten a team with a winning record, they've lost a couple here now, a couple big games, and they lost to the Bills, which everybody thought, you know, the Bills were a team, everybody thought the Bills who are the, are the team that the Cowboys are now, if that makes sense. 
Everybody thought the Bills were the team who just beat up on bad teams and could never beat good teams. But now it looks like that's the Cowboys. And, you know, maybe the Cowboys are a bad team, so maybe the law, the win for the Bills isn't impressive. But still, 26-15 on Thanksgiving, they go into Cowboys Stadium and they beat the crap out of the Dallas Cowboys. And that makes no sense to me. I don't think anybody predicted that to happen, but I don't know. It's insane to me. I like it. Um, I like the Bills. I like where they're going. I think Sean McDermott is very underrated as a head coach, and I think he should be really right there in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Um, I think he's doing wonder things in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's a pretty good quarterback. He's still developing, though. Uh, that's part of the reason why I wouldn't take them to go far in the playoffs. Uh, but that defense is something special. Uh, they got a nice little run game. The offense is really creative. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, so I think the Bills are going to win some games. They're a tough team, not a team you want to play, definitely. Uh, but, you know, down the line, I think the, the, young, the young talent of Josh Allen uh, is just proven to, you know, make the Bills a better team. You know, last year he struggled and they weren't that great. He improves this year, and the Bills are 9-3 and three and looking really good for a playoff spot. Uh, I think the inconsistency of an up-and-down young quarterback will hurt them down the line, but right now you have to be really proud of what the Bills are doing and really proud of what Josh Allen's doing. You impressed with the Bills, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I texted you guys on Thanksgiving about it. Like, you can say whatever you want about their schedule, but any time you're or they 9-3 now, yeah. I just, in the NFL, if you do that, that's mm-hmm. impressive. And they you got take anything away from that. What is their? They got a pretty good test coming up here soon. They, they got to play the. They got to play the Ravens next week. Then they got to play the Steelers, which was flexed. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Be a really good game first like, time the Bills have gotten a Sunday night game since two thousand and seven, which is crazy to me. Then they got to play the Patriots, and then they got to play the Jets, which again the Jets aren't bad either. They got to go to Gillette. Rivals, I don't know. Where do you see these next four games? What do you say? I think they're gonna lose to the Ravens. You think, I say they go two and two. I think they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm obviously going to yeah. Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be – that game's going to be really low scoring, I can see. I can see like a 10-13 to 13 kind of game. Is there, been what the Steelers and Bills have been doing all year. It's two great defenses going against each other. Do you think they have any shot of beating the Patriots in Gillette? <sighs> I want You want to say yes, but no. No. Yeah, I mean – You don't like because – we can talk about the, we'll talk about the Patriots in a second. You know, everybody's this is the classic uh, Monday morning Patriots are done take that happens almost every single no, season. Because I think it was three years ago now the Steelers won in July for the AFC Championship. So uh-huh. AB, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben, all these like big name superstars. And they didn't have Gronk, and what does Chris Hogan do? He gets like 150 receiving mm-hmm. yards, goes off. Yeah, no name guy. And we just look stupid out there and get embarrassed. So it's the Patriots. I mean, we'll so, talk about. We'll we'll get back to the Patriots. Point is, but I would not. I don't know. People just overreact. Make a good storyline. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, next game. Last game. Saints Falcons. Saints won twenty six to eighteen. They had like six or they had seven or eight sacks or something crazy in this game. Cam Jordan had four sacks. Meanwhile, for the Falcons, they lost again. Uh, Young Hoku. The kicker for the Falcons, he had two onside kick recoveries. But he went to perfect two for two. People are saying he's an onside kick specialist. Uh, this game, though, I mean, it was a late game. I think a lot of people were sort of passed out around this time. But still, Saints look good. Taysom Hill, you know, he's continuing to impress almost everybody, you know, in the league, what he's doing right now. It's completely unprecedented. I've never seen this before at any sort of player, let alone a quarterback, a backup quarterback. I mean, he blocked a punt. 
he caught a touchdown, he ran a touchdown, and he did a bunch of stuff in this game. And that was just an insane game from there. But, again, Saints took care of business on Thanksgiving. I blame him for the touchdown challenge. You blame Taysom Hill? Well, I didn't have anyone in the Saints, but taking Michael Thomas. Throwing everyone off. Michael Thomas dropped the ball. Dan Quinn's game. fired. Dan Quinn's fired? Wow. Falcons are done. Dan Quinn's fired. Um, you know, they, they, what, they went two in a row. Yeah. And he couldn't do anything else uh, the rest of the season. So those were obviously flukes. And he needs to be gone, and I think they're the team. They're officially open. Officially open? You I think that job's officially open. I, t- I texted in our little group chat last night. I said, the Giants are open. Dallas is open. Um, who else did I Panthers. say? Panthers are open. Uh, Washington's Falcons. open, obviously. Falcons are open. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm going through it right now. So those are the guys. Those are the teams right now I'd say everybody has a choice from. Um, as far as Mike McCarthy goes and stuff like that, but Cleveland's that, open. Cle- Cleveland's open as well. Yeah. So that's that. Well, that's what I got out of that Falcon Saints game. Yeah, definitely. Dan Quinn's done. All right, let's move to Sunday then. Let's go to another spot you said are open. This is, I guess, this would be a game of the open coaching spots. Redskins Panthers. Redskins won twenty nine to twenty one. I don't know if you saw the end of this game. Panthers recovered an onside kick, and you know they drove all the way down the field. They had it. They had first and goal. Get stuffed on all those plays. Fourth and two, fourth and goal is on the two, and Kyle Allen just runs all the way back for some reason, and they end up getting to get sacked or something crazy like that. But Dwayne Haskins has won two straight games. Uh, you can say what you want about his stats, but if you look at the tape and what he's done, he's actually made some pretty great throws. Considering the situation he has, this is extremely impressive for me and for you know Ohio State fans around who have just been wanting Dwayne Haskins to succeed. Now he's won two straight. The problem is, though, now he's got to go into Lambeau on Sunday. Uh, is there any chance that he has... A good game, a good enough game to beat the Packers in Lambo. I don't, I don't jinx Packers games. Yeah, I'm not, uh, it's not, just not something I do. Uh, I think Caskins has performed. He's performed enough to win the past two games. Um, I think this game more goes back to the Panthers and what they're not able to do. Uh, you know, they have one of the most special players on offense in Christian McCaffrey, and they just can't do anything to provide him with any help. Teams are just stacking the box. I still think Kyle Allen has a chance to be a good quarterback. Uh, but they got to have more weapons, and Ron Rivera's just done. Since Kyle came to Green Bay and lost, and we both said we're Kyle and guys, he's lost four straight games. Yeah, I know. So not great. Um, but, yeah, again. And then also you look at the residents. They had a good running attack yesterday. I mean, Peterson went 13 rushes, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Geis had 10 rushes, 130 yards, three – or no, two touchdowns, which – you know, if you want to help rookie quarterback, best way to do that is to run the ball. And they did that yesterday. And Geis, it's nice to see Geis because Geis has been somebody who last couple of seasons has been hurt. You know, I know he tore his ACL in the first season, was hurt to start this year. Now he's slowly turning it on. And I think that's something that the Redskins really wanted to see. And, you know, if Geis can turn it on, I know they got Bryce Love still on the shelf. He's coming back here soon. You know, that is a nice little young Young, good offensive core there, if you think about it. You got Haskins, Geis, McLaurin, and possibly Bryce Love there in the wings. Problem is the offensive line's a little beat up right now. And, you know, outside of McLaurin, they really have nothing. So I'm a little bit – I see where the Redskins are going right now. They need a good coach to kind of bring it all together. But I don't know. Where are you at with the Redskins, Johnny? I don't know. I think they suck. They're still, they still have a chance. To win that division. Okay, well, they're not going to win the 
division. But that is kind of crazy up. that they are. I gotta pull it up. Division, how weak it is with the Eagles and Cowboys. Where's this at? They just go back and forth. So for the four, the three and nine Redskins to make the playoffs. Listen, they gotta win out first of all. Okay, so that means they'd have to beat Grant Lambert. They have to beat Packers in Green Bay. Cowboys have to lose out. Yep. And then the Eagles have to lose the next three out of the four, and the only way they can win is if they beat the Cowboys. It's the only win they can have. Is it possible? The route's there. Well, obviously, it's possible, but it's not like it's stupid. It's not going to happen. All right, all right. I was just saying. I will do something. If the Redskins win the division, I will. All right, well, let's go. To the next game, which is another Truman. I mean, you got to answer for this one here. The Bengals got their first win, twenty-two to six, over your Jets. Jets now have given the Dolphins their first win, and they have given the Bengals their first win. You're a Jets guy. When you make a take on this podcast and it's proven, you know it's a bad week. You got to stand up, chest to the microphone here. Explain your Jets. Adam Gates, a hell of a guy. Adam Gates, a hell of a guy. He wanted he wanted Flores, and he wanted Zach Taylor to get their first win. Uh, he's just a stand-up individual. Uh, he's probably one of the best coaches, you know, as far as personality-wise in the league. Uh, so I think that's part to it. Uh, but you know, they'll be back. Um, you know, I still think they're good. They got a good core going in New York. But congrats to the Bengals. Yeah, Zach Taylor got his first win. Uh, Johnny, you didn't you didn't like that he got uh, he got Dallas and some Gatorade. Why was that? No, I thought it was funny. I- I mean, I wouldn't really celebrate that. <laughs> it was first win. No, it makes sense. I was just saying. I yeah. just thought it was funny. I didn't like. I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was funny to see them okay. do that. I yeah. think. I mean, get your first one. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Them. I actually was kind of rooting for them a little bit. And honestly, it makes it better for us because now the Browns are the only team the last couple of seasons. Browns and Lions, which both teams we hate, are the only two teams going sixteen the last couple of years. So it's good for us. The end of the day, uh, let's move on now. Truman, you know you where you're wrong. You're sometimes right here with the Titans game, thirty-one to seventeen. Ryan Tannehill, he's freaking awesome. Uh, I just think Ryan Tannehill is proving himself that he is going to be a starting quarterback in this league, whether it's for Tennessee or another team. Um, he's playing amazing right now. He's healthy. He's got a good run game and a good offensive line and a quality defense. These are things he never had in Miami, and that's why he struggled. He's getting help here, finally, and he is looking very, very good. Travis will sit here and he'll read me Derrick Henry's stats, and that's correct. Derrick Henry has had great few weeks here. But if you sit here and ignore Ryan Tannehill and what he's been doing, you're very, very wrong. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. The Titans are fun to watch right now. Uh, you know That's for the first time I think I've said in my childhood that the Titans are fun to watch. Um, you know, because usually they're a boring team, especially when they have Mariota, they're boring as hell. Uh, but Titans are something to watch out for, and right now they're not a team you want to play. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, and Ryan Tannehill is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna read Derrick Henry's stat line again because it's just absolutely insane. Derrick Henry had 26 rushes, 150 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, it's good to see Ryan Tannehill playing well, but. Derrick Henry is opening up the entire field for him, in my mind. Which, I mean, yeah, he's, Tannehill's doing what he can do once you have a great running back like that. And I still think Derrick Henry is a top-five running back in the NFL. I think he's better than Nick Chubb. It's flat out in my mind, he's better than Nick Chubb. I don't know. We'll see. Derrick Henry. It's a good mm, I don't know. Johnny, have you seen the last couple of games yeah, from Derrick Henry? Yeah, I know. Henry? He's Mr. He, I mean, he did last year. He always picks it up and... I mean, he's no, but he's been consistent all year. Yeah, he's just absolutely. I've been saying he's good. I remember I've been saying the last. Is he better than Nick Chubb though? I don't know. 
I think he is. I think Nick Chubb's really good. So. I think right now, I mean, we do this every single show. We rank running backs or quarterbacks or something. But I top five in the order. It's Derrick Henry, Zeke Elliott, McCaffrey. Uh, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to take Chubb over him. Actually, no, I'm thinking about it. I don't. I'm really not, as much as we disagree, Travis. I'm kind of with you on this one. Nick Chubb's a good running back. Don't get me wrong. He's not better than Derrick Henry. It's a good debate. Uh, I'm just taking Nick Chubb. That's just me. But I, I'm and sure, Nick I'll Chubb's. With you, Nick Chubb's been a little bit of What's a. What's yards per carry? I wonder how close that is. I'm just curious. Uh, we can about. we can pull that up. The past few weeks, Derrick Henry has been. Uh, and and give me, I'll give Browns fans a little bit of slack here. I know they're struggling. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But also, um, you know, with Kareem Hunt coming back, that's taken away from Chubb a little bit. But still, Chubb's been absolutely, I mean not Chubb, Derrick Henry's been absolutely insane. Let me see here. Where is he? Yards per carry. Where is this? Why isn't this showing up here? Uh, he's, he's averaging 4.9. Who's this? Chubb? Derrick Henry. And Browns, pull this up real quick. Nick that. Chubb is averaging, okay, 7.9. Oh, wait, no, that's receiving. That's receiving. Chubb's averaging the same, 4.9. Of course, that doesn't solve shit. doesn't solve nothing. He's averaging absolutely. I was just curious, too, but let me see here. Let me see. Hold on a second. I think it's really close, though. I mean, like I said, I think he's a victim of Kareem Hunt coming back. Derrick, also, they didn't really run the ball. Derrick Henry has five less yards than Chubb, but he also has four more touchdowns. Browns tend to get away with the run a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So, it might be a little factor. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. I mean, like we talk, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's go now to the next game. Best game of the weekend. Ravens, 49ers, 20-17. to The Ravens got the win. But it was an absolutely... Amazing game. No, made no sense in the world as to how this game wasn't at least at four twenty-five. It was at one o'clock. Most people couldn't even watch it. What does it make sense to me? Is if, did they replace the Steelers Browns game at four? Mm, I don't know. Because that would be like a perfect little yeah thing they could have done. Switch those two around. I don't know but how that works. Watch call them up. Um, also, <laughs> wait. The Ravens were home, so they would be on CBS. No, yeah. they moved the um, they moved the Raiders Chiefs. With the uh, Steelers Browns, that's what the game that was moved. But at the oh, time, you could see because the Raiders were really good. Right. It was gonna be the yeah. Game, but, okay. But um, no, you could. I mean, this game should have been prime time, but they just flexed the 49ers to Sunday night for the Packers that's game. Too. So you can really. I don't think you can do that two weeks straight. I don't think it, Sunday night's ever had a two week straight team. No, it's no, be unfair. Yeah. To. So I understand. I could, I think it could have been a four o'clock game, but I'm fine with it being a one o'clock game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't see any I mean, of not, so, not something that I'm livid about today. The other day, though, people were, Brett High especially, our friend, basically was saying, you know, I need to see what Lamar can do in close games. And he consistently made throws, made a lot of good runs, and they got the win. And, you know, the 49ers played a good game. I don't think they'd be very depressed after this one. I think you play this game ten times, I think. Both teams win five times. I think it's that close. You know, Justin Tucker made a clutch kick late, and that goes to show you, you know, how valuable a very, very, very historically good kicker is. Yeah. A lot of people were saying this is going to be the matchup of the Super Bowl, you know, and I think playing this in Miami where it wouldn't be, you know, bad weather, you know, I think that we would have a very, very good Super Bowl. I'm going to make a statement, too. I have my guard up on the Ravens because they're in the AFC North, the Steelers. Yeah. I don't think they're good. If you don't think they're good now, and you're still saying stuff about Lamar, I don't, you're know, done. I don't know what's wrong with you. You just don't know. They're anything. really good. So exactly. I know 
like Zach, he still is really out on the bar. He can't throw, but it it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're beating everyone. So he's making the what, throws. It's I don't just, know what else because like what else he, he's beating the Forty Nineers, he's beating the Patriots. Yeah, and he beat the Texans. More do you want than the than the dude to prove? Exactly, and Lamar's played well in every single game. Yeah, he's played. They amazing. killed the Patriots, really, too. Yeah, no, yeah, they killed them. So I mean, I don't know how you could possibly doubt the Ravens right now. Exactly. Um, they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, you can say they're the favorite. Yeah, yeah. hands down. I Long think so. Patriots. I think Lamar's favorite for MVP easily. Yeah, Russell Wilson's still hanging. We'll see what he does tonight. Let's we'll see what he does tonight. All right, he's okay. got to keep on pace. Because honestly, Which Lamar Jack, Lamar Jackson didn't have great stats. Actually, he's still yeah, fantastic. He's still a very good game. He's a rainy and a really good. Last game. week, Lamar went off. Russell Wilson didn't have great stats. This week, Lamar Jackson didn't have great stats. Still a very good game. So we'll see what Russell Wilson can do tonight at home. Uh, to, but it's going to depend on that for the MVP race, in my opinion. Russell Wilson's got to keep up. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's go to the next game. Buccaneers-Jaguars, 28-11, to Bucks won. James Winston did not throw a pick, but Nick Foles threw enough for the both of them, and Nick Foles ended up getting benched. Uh, and it's now it was announced today that Minshew is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. I think I don't know if he said the rest of the season, but he's going to be starting next week, which is huge. He more and well yeah, so once you bench, you once you bench, like and it's just Nick Foles. His career doesn't make any sense. No, he's weird. He's the weirdest quarterback I think we could ever say. Howard said it today: lightning in a bottle. It makes no sense. He's lightning in a bottle. He had what was that? Twenty-seven touchdowns, two picks that one season. Yeah. The thing was with the Eagles when they won it all, all that roster was really good. Yeah. Really all that he needed to do was take care of the ball and be. But the couple, efficient. some of the throws he made in the I know, Super Bowl. I mean, that happens, but like he didn't really have to. That team yeah. was really good. He just had to take care of the ball, and he did. I mean, the guy literally just performs in certain moments and just enough. And just good enough to where people are like, oh, yeah, this guy can be a starting quarterback. I, I still would trust Nick Foles in the playoffs. Does it kind of remind you of Eli? Because you always say Eli. Eli's well, been more consistent. Eli's the There's a difference. Better. I'm just saying, like, you know, people are like, oh, Eli in the playoffs. Yeah. But Eli has also been a little bit we'll more see, consistent. That's going to end up. Yeah, Eli's better. Right now, they got a similar that's going to end up being one of the worst quarterback contracts in football history. Well, yeah, we traded in my mind. It's, it's four years, $88 million or something. I mean, I think somebody's going to end up trading for that. I don't know who. Bears. Who's really going to trade for that? I mean, somebody will trade for it. Someone will be desperate. Yeah, Bears. I wouldn't touch that with 10-foot Bengals, Panthers, somebody stupid will do that. Bengals will try to draft. No, you know who's going? Browns. Denver. Denver. He's a freaking Bronco. Yeah, exactly. It's such a Bronco. No, Browns won't get him. I mean, just because the Browns are stupid, though. Why would the Browns get him? So they're stupid. They're not going to get him. I like that, though, stupid. They're stupid. Yeah, but they're not going to get Nick Foles. All right, let's go to another team then. Dolphins, Eagles, 37-31. Giants just going to be a dick to you like that. Yeah, Giants just in feel sick. All right, moving on uh, to the Dolphins-Eagles game, though, Johnny Glad. Uh, the Dolphins pulled off probably the craziest trick play I've seen. It uh, worked to perfection. But everybody's talking about that trick play. Nobody's talking about how the Eagles blew a 14-point lead in the third quarter. This team is bad. They're, I'm not sure how they beat the Packers a couple weeks into the season here. But obviously that was early on in the season. But this team, I mean, they had excuses were injuries. But they got Alshon Jeffrey back. They got Aguilar back in the last game. This wide receiver core was pretty much fully healthy. And their offense was better. They put up 31 points. But at the end of the day, they still lost 
to the Dolphins, who are you know a scrappy team. They're a good team, but they aren't anything you should lose to if you're going to be competing for a playoff spot. And now, like I said, it seems like nobody wants to take this NFC East championship. Nobody's coming right out and saying it. And we're at the point now where you know we're talking about the Redskins possibly getting that, and it just makes no sense to me. So I'm not sure where show. I'm not. Well, I got tongue tied there. I'm not sure where you're putting. The Eagles in this game, or in this whole playoff thing right now, I mean, do you think they could win this NFC East? And if you do, do you think they could do anything once they get to the playoffs? They could definitely win the NFC East still. All they, I think they still have a game against the um, they still have a game against the Cowboys in Philly. And then they just got to they really got to win out, um, frankly, for the Eagles. I don't know if they would do anything in the playoffs, but they are the Eagles, and they could still beat any team at any time. Um, so we'll see, but that was a bad showing yesterday. Uh, the defense is just not good to give Ryan Fitzpatrick 37 points with that offense. Um, but I'm not impressed with what the Eagles are doing right now, And but they still definitely have a shot. You know right who I'm impressed with, though? And I think he would deserve Coach of the Year candidacy, which is crazy to me since his team doesn't have that many wins. Brian Flores. Yeah. The man's been coaching his tail off. I mean, he threw, he got that trick play out of nowhere, and it worked to perfection. And that first time in NFL history, a punter has thrown a touchdown pass to a kicker. Yeah. I liked it. And then but Brian, you're right. Brian Flores yeah. has done what Johnny always says. Brian Flores, everybody wrote him off of the season. But what, what does Mike Thomas say? Brian Flores did not blink. Yeah, it doesn't blink. It's does not blink. Shows up every week with. You know, Preston Williams or uh, Preston Williams, right? Yeah. Well, their best receiver, he went out. You know, they have Josh Rosen, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They lost Kenyon Drake. They lost Balaj. All of this stuff. They just lost all this talent. They lost Minka Fitzpatrick. Crappy O-line. Crappy O-line. They lost Tunsil. They lost Stills. But Brian Flores consistently goes out there and coaches his tail off. And Devontae Parker had a career game yesterday, which nobody saw that coming. And, you know, I like the way Brian Flores is coaching these now. I mean, I... People, he's a Patriots guy. You know, I still like what he did with Kenny Stills where, you know, he spoke out. Kenny Stills was talking about Jay-Z or something. So what did Flores do? He came out in the next practice and he played like two hours worth of Jay-Z songs and then they traded Kenny Stills. You know, he doesn't put up with anything like that. And I think he, once he gets a good team under him, once they get some good guys, once they get some good draft picks and free agents, the Dolphins are going to be a team to worry about the next couple of years because everybody wrote them off, and now they're winning big games right now in December. And that's insane to me. Yeah, Flora's doing a great job, like you said. And once he gets talent, watch out. Uh, you know, But I'm really impressed with what he's been doing. And really, you don't want to play the Dolphins right now um, because Flores is going to coach, and he's going to coach hard. Uh, so I'm impressed with what the Dolphins are doing right now. And uh, watch out. The Dolphins have a bright future, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, moving on. Let's talk Packers Giants. Thirty-one to thirteen, the Packers kicked teeth out of the Giants. Daniel Jones didn't look good. Had three picks. Aaron Rodgers. Happy birthday to Aaron Rodgers. It's Monday. Uh, and Aaron Jones. Uh, stop picking at that. You're going to tear that apart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Packers thirty-one thirteen. Uh, they got a much-needed win versus a bad team, which is you know this is sort of a get-me-right game. One of those games where you know you. You had a bunch of crap last week, got absolutely blown out, and then you come in and you blow out the team you know, that you're playing the next week. And it was a get-right game, and the offense looked good. Looked good in the second half. Just a good game for the Packers overall. 
absolutely amazing performance from Green Bay. Uh, to rebound after a god-awful loss to San Francisco, I knew it was the Giants, um, I, but it was on the road against an NFL football team, and the Packers took care of business. Uh, no let-ups here, um, but, you know, they get a nice uh, another game against the Redskins, which they should win, and they should win handily. Me and Travis will be in the stands for it. Um, so very happy with what they did. Glad that Matt LaFleur got his guys ready for this week, and there was no setbacks. Uh, apparently, Zadarius Smith and Aaron Rodgers have meet with Matt LaFleur on a regular basis now about leadership and stuff like that in the locker room. I love it. Um, I love every bit of it. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Just nice to get a nice victory Monday after last week's sour-ass taste. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still don't trust the Packers to win big games just because of the 49ers game. But still, they won this game, and that's all that matters. So, that was a big win for them. I didn't watch the game, but that was a good little bounce back in the snow. Why didn't you watch the game, Johnny? Where were you? I was at the Steelers game. Let's talk about the Steelers game. Oh, okay. 20, there, 20 to 13, the Steelers got a win. Uh, where do you, I mean, where do you want to start this game? You want to start with a t shirt? You want to start with Hodges? There's so many. Things you want to start. start with. With bake, I mean, where do you want to start? I guess we can start T-shirts if you want to start T-shirts. Let's start, yeah, let's start T-shirts. So a little T-shirt war for the game there. Freddie Kitchens was shown wearing a shirt that said what, Johnny? Well, oh, Pittsburgh started it. Pittsburgh started it. Then walking into the stadium, Bud Dupree was wearing the mask, free pouncey shirt, the mask, you know, he was and uh, Cam Sutton had the little, it's like a little cartoon Steeler guy. Peeing on the Browns or something yeah, like that. Typical. Start with a t-shirt off. First half, you know, Browns look good in the first half. First quarter they looked good and they kind of, it was um, from the start. So I was, all right. Set the atmosphere. Start, all right. So it was 10 nothing there in the first quarter. I'm sitting there at the game. Yeah. You know, there's, I see a couple of Browns fans, you know, they're talking. I'm kind of contemplating life at this point. I'm like, oh, man, i got to get home to this. I'm going to be hearing everyone talking to me, hearing dog check and all that. Yeah. And I was just getting ready for it. And then, blues the second quarter, you know, Steelers start off, off very conservative. You know, they're just running, like, simple runs up the middle of Benny Snell. It was a very dry offense. They get to third and long. Duck would just get sacked, punt. And then the Browns were moving the ball. They were running the ball really well, which I get to that to the second half, so they're running the ball a lot, right? Yeah. It was working. So, of course, you know, Freddie Kitchens in the second half, you know, why would you run the ball? Because that's working. You know, that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Anyways, then there's a big play. Duck gets a free play. Throws it up to James Washington. Gets the, it would have been an offside regardless to get, like, a big gain. And then they kind of just let him start, he starts taking some chances. Mm-hmm. And they get it tied at 10-10, and then pretty much from there, the momentum was shifted. And the Steelers ended up winning. What? Right now, where do you think the biggest problem is with the Browns? Coaching. You think it's straight on coaching? Structure. They just don't have structure. It's just, it's just. And I don't really. And I, with Odell, I don't understand that still. Like we talk about every week, they just. But it's like the talent. Like Denzel Ward was, is a good. He sucked. Last. I mean, he yeah. He got worked by James Washington. He's getting worked. I didn't. Yeah. Expect that. He. I don't understand. I mean, the thing with Duck is, is he, like I said, he played efficient. Like Thomas said, he didn't kill us. Mm-hmm. He did not kill us. He took the necessary shots, which is very refreshing to see because Mason Ruff was not doing that. Mm. He was always because a big thing with Mason is he plays it safe and he wants to be perfect. They always talk about he wants to be perfect, so a lot of times he doesn't take those shots. 
Duck was pretty fearless. You know, he had that really bad interception, and I think in the fourth quarter with like seven minutes left, that's yeah. going to happen when he takes shots like that. And I was I was really impressed by his play. Like, to start out, he, he did not look good. I was like sitting there wondering if they, I don't know. I would never thought they would put Mason back in, but I was just like, yeah. really just questioning what was going on. Yeah. And Benny Snell got it going really well. It was just an all around good game. Like, defense, too, I don't think they get enough credit. Dupree was in on every is play. Tomlin, lot, Tomlin run away, I mean, it's easily head coach of the year now? Tomlin? For me, yeah, I'm really biased. Though, so Who do you think, Truman? Shanahan's up there, too, with the 49ers, obviously. I think, I think uh, Tomlin's up there, and he should be considered for it. Uh, but right now, the way I see it, I don't think the Steelers are going to go deep in the playoffs. And I, no offense, Johnny. I, yeah. No, but like, but like, it seems like that's like a I thing. Think knows that. That's like a requirement for coach of the year. Because if you look at the past coach of the years, uh, there's never been a you know a seven win coach. It's been or like a ten win coach I mean, wild card. You could probably yeah. say Belichick will win it every year. Yeah. So I just think like I think we, who won it last McVay? No, Nagy won it last year. Nagy. So and the Bears won the. They didn't go the far. Bears won eleven. They won their division. They won eleven games or whatever. Won twelve games. Uh, so I just think there has to be, you know, it's one of those like weird things. And I think Shanahan will get it, but I think Tomlin should definitely be right there. I mean, Flores should be in that conversation too. And he I, would never get it for winning five games to the Dolphins. I think Tomlin's running. Away. I mean, he's on his third string I mean, quarterback right about now. Two. I mean, Juju what, hasn't been did great. You hear that story? In the second half, he's literally drawing up plays for the defense. Like, yeah, they said it was like a high school coach. He came in the locker room. Drawing up plays. I mean, he gets okay. everyone ready to play. Sorry. Yeah. And I just uh, don't. Just know. the way he gets everyone. I mean, like. He I think. Have to wear a shirt to motivate his players. No, and I think too. I mean, it's not even really affects the season. But the way people have been seeing the AB situation go down. I mean, A.B., Belichick couldn't even handle A.B. John Gruden couldn't handle A.B., and these are historic coaches. And Tomlin kept him under wraps for however many years. Yeah, I mean, and That's, I mean, you'd always hear stories, too, like throughout his career, if he'd skip practice. I mean, I think he's late to most things. Yeah, yeah. He's always making a big scene, coming in on, like, a helicopter. Mm-hmm. The thing that blew me away with the Browns game, though, is after that one interception in the fourth quarter, Yeah. I thought the game was going to be over. But the fact that they went three and out, like, I think they were in, like, a screen pass. Mm-hmm. Got stuff just to... I don't know if that's like the Steelers' defense is really good. I don't know. That just, I just, you don't. When you get a big interception like that, you're like on the forty yard line. Yeah. That just blew me away. They went three and out. Yeah. And it just, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. All right, moving on. The, the Browns. Right now, we said it's coaching. I think the biggest thing right now for the Browns. I think the season's done. It's a wrap. I mean, it's been a disappointment all year. Odell has two touchdown catches. Um, and uh, Odell only has two touchdown catches. That's nothing. He's been terrible all year. He did nothing in this last game. And now you have, you know, I think who they play next week. You have the Bengals next week. Then they play the Bengals again in a couple weeks. They play the Cardinals, and they play the Ravens. For me, the Browns, it's over. They've been focusing way too much on outside of things, outside things this season. They've been – it's just every week it's something different. They just seems like every week some sort of story pops up with clothing, with – Jerseys, all this crap, T-shirts, players fighting, all Miles Garrett, just too much stuff. They just can't focus on the game at in this upcoming week. You just make these. Freddie Kitchens is always answering questions about stupid shit that no winning organization, no winning coach ever has to answer about. And everyone say, "Oh, the T-shirt didn't do anything." The T-shirt shouldn't even be a story because you shouldn't wear the T-shirt. It's just stupid. And even if you were, you shouldn't get pictured with a fan. It's just stupid to me. But that's just the Browns, and that's life, as we say. Um, I think, too, 
guess who the first two people walking off the field after that game? Who? Odell and Jarvis. Just hanging Don their heads. Pointed, Don pointed out right away. Hanging their heads. And, two uh, clowns. Another thing, too, the environment there, I personally did not see any fights in the game. I was expecting there to be a lot. Uh-huh. The only comment I got towards me is some guy was questioning why I was on Twitter. Yeah. Halftime, some Browns oh, fans. So apparently that's frowned upon for some people. But One second here. All right, sorry about that. We had to pause it for real quick to deal with something. But let's move on now. we got about a couple minutes left in the show, so we're going to run through these games pretty quickly. Rams 34-7 to over the Cardinals. Only thing I can say in this game is don't trust the Rams still. Everybody thinks the Rams are fixed. Cardinals are a bad team. They have the worst pass coverage in the NFL. So don't trust this game from Jared Goff. They're still a bad team in my mind. Anybody else have any quick statements on that? Nope. Kind of disappointed with the Cardinals, though. All right. Moving on. Raiders. Chiefs. Chiefs won 40-9. Disappointment from the Raiders, but it's Andy Reid off a of bye week. I mean, I think he's undefeated off a of bye week, and it was just a dominating win. Anybody got anything to say about that? The Andy Reid's insane off the bye week. Um, Raiders disappointing. Yeah. Really disappointing. You agree with that? Very disappointing. I, well, I expected the Chiefs to win, but I thought they would have competed better. Yeah. Especially so, in a divisional game like that. It's such a Raiders thing to do, though, these yeah. last two games, just to – Right when they were in the conversation for the playoffs. Disappointed in you, John Gruden. Yeah, definitely. All right, Broncos, Chargers. We can talk about this game a little bit, um, but we got to move a little faster. 23-20, to the Chargers lost to the Broncos. Drew Locke got his first win. Looked good, I thought, in my mind. As somebody who, you know, everybody's been sort of down the Broncos this season. I know Brandon Allen's played well, but Drew Locke looked good. I th- this was a very good, solid first game for them. And then as the Chargers go, they lost again. Late minute um, field goal. So... Basically, for me, the Chargers, they play the same game every week. They always lose on a last-minute field goal, or they win on a last-minute field goal sometimes. But it's every single week it's the same thing, and it just seems like they play the same game every week. It's interesting because you say that because I think the Broncos do as well. I think they play these close games. Sometimes they lose, sometimes they'll win. Uh, but the Chargers, you're definitely right about. Phillip Rivers down late. It's like a Sunday tradition in our households around here, uh, watching Phillip Rivers down late. Um, very disappointing end, um, you know, the way they got that penalty. Stupid play by Casey Hayward, who I like, a former Packer. Uh, but dumb play overall, and then hell of a kick by McManus to close the game out. Great game by Drew Locke, uh, winning your first game in the NFL. That's tough to do against a talented team like the Chargers. Still a team I don't want to play, uh, either of these two teams. Um, but not going to see much from either of these two teams at the end of the year. You have anything to say about that game, Johnny, or just Chargers? Yeah, it's typical of Chargers being down late. Yep. Talk about Drew Locke at all? Or? Yeah. Look good. He has been really impressed with those Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton has quietly plays. been one of the best outbreak players this He's year. He's been making big plays lately. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no one really talks about it. With Brandon Allen, Joe Flacco, and first-year Drew Locke first game. Yeah, I That's agree. not easy. Um, our next game, I mean, we should have talked a little bit more about this game, but we just ran into time constraint. Uh, Texans, Patriots, Texans won 28-22. Score is a little bit misleading. Texans had this game pretty much the whole time. Uh, but then again, you know, Texans look good. You can say what you want about them. But you're going to hear for the next couple of days how the Patriots, it's over. They're done. Their offense is bad. The offensive line's bad, blah, blah, blah. The defense isn't as good as everybody says. All this crap. Don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into the Rams trap. If I can leave you with two pieces of advice, don't fall into the Rams trap. They're not good. Don't fall into the Patriots trap. They'll still be there late January competing for a Super Bowl spot. So that's all I got to say. 
Agreed. I don't trash the Patriots. I won't do it. I will never do it. I don't allow any Patriots fan to be able to say to me at the end of the season that I doubted them. Uh, if you asked me today who my, what my Super Bowl prediction was, the Patriots would still be included in the AFC because I won't do it. I won't have it. I won't doubt them. Um, so, great game by the Texans, though. I'm still not a believer in the Texans, as you guys know. Uh, but great game by them to win uh, against, obviously, an amazing team at home. Big for Bill O'Brien to get that win uh, against Belichick off his chest. Yeah, I mean, you trust. I mean, that was a big game for the Texans, too, because before that, they never could win, like, a big game. Big primetime game. That was, like, their first signature win, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, but I'm still not kind of on the Patriots, like they said. Don't fall in the trap. Don't fall in the I trap. I think really there's only one team in the AFC that could beat them, that's the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But even that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said. I just don't see any other team doing it. Come playoff time, Patriots are still going to be right there. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for our show today. Uh, quick word on our sponsor, Dee's Home Cuts. As always, Dee's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio. Me and Truman got a fresh cut over Thanksgiving break. Uh, we look great right now. It was a great experience in and out and great haircuts. And we were talking about it. We played our Turkey Bowl game. We had a bunch of people there. And pretty much, I would say, 95% of everybody that was at that game has gotten their haircut at Dee's. And it was about 40 kids. And all of them have nothing, nothing but good things to say about these home cuts. We we're talking about how you know you can get a cut at these home cuts, and it will last you six months, and it will still look great. Uh, so these home cuts, check them out. We bought some new stickers from them too. Put them on our laptops; they look great. Uh, so check them out. These home cuts. Trust me, you will not get a better haircut than anywhere else but at these home cuts. So check them out. Cheapest, ten dollars. Best haircut you'll get of your life, and that's you know. Not a trap. That's not a trap. That's not the Rams. That's not the Patriots. That's guaranteed. Uh, but yeah, thank He's you to DC. He's the Patriots. Consistently good every single dynasty. Week. Dynasty. Dom's a dynasty. Dom. These home cuts and Dom are a dynasty. Uh, so check them out. These home cuts. Thank you again to him for sponsoring the show since the beginning. Uh, other than that, though, Twitter. TNT Sports Talk 1-2, follow us. We'll follow right back. Send us a DM if you want to be a guest on the show. Questions, comments, concerns about the show, what we did good, what we can work on, send it to us on our Twitter. Uh, we're tweeting every single day about you know what's going to be on the show, different things, different sports topics that maybe we don't get to on the show or you want to talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Instagram. Getting there. Getting there on the Instagram. Still, we're working through it. Uh, TNT Sports Talk. Find us every Tuesday, every Thursday. Spotify, Anchor, iTunes Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review us and subscribe. Leave us a good rating. Continue to raise us up those charts. Uh, Christmas break is coming up here soon. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, if we didn't say that before, you know, hope you, you know, everything was great. You had a good time with your family. Uh, Christmas break is coming up, so we will be back in Medina. We only have about two to three more shows in Ashland, so just the three of us. And then once we get the Christmas break, Johnny's going to probably hop off a few episodes, and we're going to bring in a couple more guests that we haven't had on in a long time. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening. Didn't get to much college football talk, which I wanted to, but we'll get into that on Thursday as well as everything, the boat. everything else that happens in the next couple of days. So thank you guys for listening, and have a great day. Go Packers.